it's Leanne Volke, and I wanted to talk to you today about doing the work. So I recently saw a report that women get Alzheimer's disease considerably more than men. And the other surprising statistic I heard is that females who have a regular exercise program will have a 90% reduction in Alzheimer's disease. And if they do develop Alzheimer's, that it's actually 11 years later that the exercisers will develop Alzheimer's than not. So you might think, eh, do I really want to exercise? But if you consider you could develop Alzheimer's at 69 or 80, that's a huge difference. Now, back in the mid-90s, I worked on some of the first Alzheimer's disease drugs. And I remember reviewing these cases in the clinical files and looking at some of the side effects that were being reported. We would have these little old frail ladies in their 80s taking this experimental drug and they would be reporting extreme nausea, vomiting, and a host of other side effects. Now, in a clinical study, we call them adverse events because we don't know if they're related to the drug or not. And then we kind of parcel it out and determine if it's related to the drug or if it's just a placebo. In this case, I was actually sent to England to help close the database. And I recalled the investigators, or us being instructed to call the investigators, those are the physicians that actually conduct the study, and ask them to verify the side effect profile that they had reported. So we were basically, it was suggested to us that we should call the doctors and say, hey, patient WXZ249, whatever their number identifiers were that would identify the patient and keep their information confidential. We'd ask them to go back and look at a chart. Now, in some cases, these were events that had occurred a couple of years prior. And we would say, did she really have severe nausea on February 6th? Or do you think it was mild? And they wanted these investigators to change their opinion of what the adverse event the patient experienced, because then it would look as if the adverse event profile of the drug was not as severe as it was. Now, why would you wanna do that? Because with any clinical trial, you have to show efficacy. That basically means that the drug works. And then they look at the risk versus the benefit. So is it worth the nausea and vomiting to take this drug? Well, if it was something that we knew could magically cure it, sure. Or if it was an indication like Lou Gehrig's disease, ALS, which has a five-year mortality rate, sure. Then in that case, I'm sure someone would want to put up with a little nausea and vomiting to stay alive and to be able to retain the faculties of their body. But in this case, there wasn't that big of an effect. So they wanted to minimize the side effect profile so they could make it look like there was a bigger benefit to taking the drug than the actual costs of dealing with these side effects. Now, why do I bring all this up? Because when I heard this information this week about the Alzheimer's drugs being pulled, I was kind of glad because I didn't think they did that much anyways. And then subsequently I heard this data about the exercise and I was blown away. The challenge is, is because no one can patent exercise and no one can sell exercise with an exclusive right or make a tremendous amount of money off of it, then we're not going to tout the benefits. Also because it's a lot easier to get a patient to take one pill a day than to say, all right, go for a 20 minute run a day and then call me in the morning. 
So why is it that we would prefer as a society, again, making a total stereotype here, to take a pill as opposed to manage our health from something that we have documented evidence reduces the very thing that we want it to reduce? So that's the question I have. Now, with something like yoga, we know that yoga helps to increase vagal tone. And the vagus nerve is hugely important in the parasympathetic nervous system. So it helps to um, calm your body. It helps to tell you like, ah, it's all right. It helps to reduce stress. It helps to lower blood pressure. Um, And it also helps to regulate emotion. So we know that if you tone or increase the vagal tone, then the person experiences all of these beneficial effects, yet people don't want to do the work. So it's this quandary. We want the effect, but we don't want to do the work. Kind of like the two-year-old that screams, I want the puppy, but I don't want to take care of it. You know, we all have those things. But what is it going to take for us as a society to begin to really look at some of the benefits of these more natural effects. So my invitation to you is to look at like, okay, where in your life can you get curious about is the risk worth the benefit? Is the risk of an extra 10 minutes of sleep and that, or the benefit of 10 minutes of sleep and the risk of being a little tired worth staying in bed and not exercising, not doing the thing that you know will give you more energy, give you better bone density, and actually even help prevent Alzheimer's disease. So there you have it. I'll talk with you later. So bye for now.